Welcome to Ridgewood Talks. Through this podcast, we will be introducing you to some of the leaders and legends in our village. We'll keep you updated about fascinating local events, and we'll dig into the town's hot topics and so much more. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Talks and Ridgewood Walks. The goal of these initiatives is to create a kinder, more connected, and more vibrant community. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting this podcast with my good friend and all-around wonderful guy, Jordan Kaufman. We look forward to meeting with you weekly and hearing your thoughts on who and what you'd like to learn about in our beautiful hometown. Enjoy this episode. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Ridgewood Talks. We're so happy you're here. And Jordan, I'm so excited because we have a very special guest today. She is yet another person in our series of Ridgewood High School graduates who have come back to town to do good. I think either three or four of our earlier episodes, we interviewed Ridgewood High School graduates. And you, in fact, are a Ridgewood High School graduate, Jordan. I know that you've come back and made a very positive impact on our community. You are the former president of the Ridgewood AM Rotary. You're the current board member of the West Bergen Mental Health Care Center and the chairperson of Ridgewood's Central Business District Advisory Committee. I know you're really involved with the Ridgewood High School Alumni Association and you and Justine, your wife, make a huge impact in our community. So I just want to just say thank you for that. And I would like for you, if you don't mind, to introduce our next guest. Thanks, Jeannie. And obviously, we're thrilled to be getting so many people who grew up in the town coming back to the town and are then able to have an impact on the town and also understand that history, understand so much that has happened over the time. We are so thankful to have Carly on with us. Carly works for Lincoln Management. Carly actually was in my graduating class. Kind of really cool because we're running through the halls together of Ridgewood High School before the school tripled in size and uh, got the new gym and and all the other fun stuff that's happened in the town. One of the very cool things is Carly grew up here and now gets to see the management of... Actually, Carly, I'll, I'll let you talk about the two buildings you're managing. But she's got about, I think you have a little over 15 years of experience managing buildings. and Yeah, so I've been doing property management for just about 15 years, maybe a little bit longer. I lose track over time. And my most recent assignment has brought me back to Ridgewood, which is uh, very exciting. So I am managing the Benjamin on Franklin Avenue and Noma on North Maple with Lincoln Property Company. That's awesome. And when did those two buildings open up? So the Benjamin was first. We opened, uh, welcomed our first residents in May of 2021. And then at Noma, we opened and welcomed our first residents in February of this year. That's awesome. Are both of them completely rented out or are there still some vacancies? What's nice about these communities is we offer short-term leases. We have a number of residents who come to us doing home renovations or waiting for a new home to be built. And we do see a little bit of turnover there. So at the moment, I have uh, one vacancy in each community for our short-term leases for people who have just moved out to move into their new homes. One open, how many units are in each of the Benjamin and the Noma? So the Benjamins are our largest community, it's 60 units, um, and then Noma is 39 homes. Oh, nice. That sounds like not a lot of vacancies. (laughs) Um, It's not, and they tend to go pretty quickly. 
obviously, uh, I mean, the buildings are fantastic. You know, I've had a chance to visit friends who live in the Benjamin and, and we had a chance to check out the Noma. Tell us a little bit about what kind of rents you guys are seeing in those units. Um, so our average rent hovers around 4600 a month. So our one bedrooms are obviously going to be lower. We're in the low to mid threes on one bedrooms. Two bedrooms are going to be around mid fours. And we also offer twos with den, our largest one being just under 1800 square feet. And those are between high fours to mid fives. I mean, obviously they're all super high end. I know when I've been there, everything's very modern. Fit and finishes are great. Very spacious. Very set up for the modern living style with the open kitchen concept. And that sounds like what I used to rent places in New York for. So it's kind of exciting to hear that people are coming to Ridgewood and excited to pay those kinds of rents for access to our downtown, access to our school systems all the other reasons why why people move to the town. So that's really exciting that, that there's a lot to offer. And what are some of those amenities? Because that's another thing that's kind of been changing. Not only are you getting access to the room, I'll say very quickly, I was making googly eyes at the golf simulator that you guys have in the Noma. So tell us a little bit about some of those amenities that we had a, a sneak peek chance to see that uh, that maybe some listeners don't know about. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, the amenities are sort of what set apart the two communities. So one of the most common questions I get is what's the difference between the Benjamin and Noma? Because they're two beautiful luxury communities. The finishes are gorgeous throughout. Um, and really, the, the main differences are going to be the amenities between the two. So the Benjamin, from what I'm hearing from the people that we, we tour, um, location-wise is more desirable. You're closer to it's funny to say you're closer to restaurants and, and coffee shops because they're both in the middle of downtown. There's a difference between walking half a block for coffee and walking three blocks for coffee. So the Benjamin seems to be the preferred location. It's also closer to the train station. The main difference between the two communities, the Benjamin seems to be the preferred location with proximity to the train station, restaurants and, and coffee shops and whatnot. Here we have the fitness center, which is open 24-7, which is nice. We get some people who like to work out very early in the morning. So um, because it's not adjacent to any resident apartments, we were able to keep that open at all hours. And then we have a rooftop, which is um, overlooking Franklin Avenue. So if you're up on our rooftop at the Benjamin, you kind of overlook the rooftops from the Franklin Ave side and see the Felina's rooftop and, and all that good stuff down Chestnut. And then we have our community room, Club Benjamin, which is a two-space room. We've got the screening room on one side with a large, comfortable couch, big screen TV, and a game table. And then on the other side, we have a billiards table, um, workspaces. So we do have Wi-Fi throughout that community room as well. And then we like to offer our residents complimentary coffee and refreshments. So in the morning, you have a line of people lined up at the coffee machine, get their morning coffee. Everybody, when they move in, gets a mug, fill that up in the morning. I actually went to a meeting in that main room and I saw that line of people who stop in to get their morning coffee or cappuccino. So I did I find am a big coffee drinker and it still surprises me how much you snack. <clears throat> so it's it's nice to see that everybody enjoys it. And then at the Benjamin as well, we, we have electric vehicle chargers and then parking is uncovered here. So that's one of the big differences as well. Over at Noma, we have a parking garage where the parking is covered. At Benjamin, it's surface level parking. So then skipping over to Noma, um, sorry, I feel like I'm doing a, <laughs> a sales pitch with a one little, of my It's a little, it's a little, but don't get me wrong. We're asking questions that are, uh, that, that are pulling out the goods. 
Absolutely. And I just wanted to mention one other thing that um, maybe you were going to mention too, but for anyone that has animals, you have a nice little salon for... Oh, I almost forgot the pet spa. Yeah, so you. go ahead. Tell us. Yes. Yeah, so we do also have a self-service pet spa with a little tub and a drying table, um, dryer and grooming table and everything. It's very cute. It's actually, I have, um, I have a camera in there. And when I know that there's somebody going in to wash their dog, I'm like, I got to wash it. I'm such a dog lover. I'm like, I got to let them know I'm going to check out their dog in a bath because they're so cute. Um, That's actually one of my number one rules in in the Benjamin, um, because my office is located at the Benjamin. If somebody moves in with a dog, they have to come and visit me with the dog at least once a week. And I have my little basket of treats and they all know to come sit at my door and and wait for a treat when they come back from a walk. That's great. Obviously, there's a lot of exciting stuff. You guys also have some, some retail space. Absolutely. So at the Benjamin, we have Compass Real Estate, which took up the first two retail spaces. They combined it into one. And then we have a clothing company that we just uh, leased out the space to. I don't have the information yet on what type of clothing, but we'll have a clothing company going into the vacant retail space at the Benjamin as well. Um, and then over at Noma, if we shift over there, um, the retail spaces are PNC Bank. And then we have United Way is is connected with us as well through the Madeline Housing Association. So that's sort of our commercial entity over at Noma. And then just quickly to hit on the amenities at Noma, before we jump away, you mentioned the golf simulator, which is one of our big draws over there. <laughs> People who rent there specifically because the golf simulator, it gets a ton of use. And then we have a co-working space, a club room over there as well with complimentary coffee and refreshments. And then the real, uh, we have the fitness center, pet spa, and the fitness center there is also 24-7. And then the real draw over at Noma is the rooftop, which is almost the full length of the building. It runs along Maple Ave. And the 4th of July fireworks from there were absolutely spectacular. We had a great 4th of July barbecue party up on the roof. Probably had about 50 or 60 people just kind of hanging out watching the fireworks. And what's nice about Noma and the Benjamin actually is you can watch the 4th of July parade from your windows if you face the right direction. So, you know, you kind of get that whole Ridgewood 4th of July experience. That real hometown feel. That sounds great. Now I know where I need to sneak into on the 4th of July. I might let you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so there are a couple of things that, that we wanted to cover. So one is um, you guys did a survey on the residents, and I thought that it was really interesting. Some of the findings that you guys found as people were coming in to understand a little bit about what was motivating them. I thought that was very thoughtful as well as uh, insightful. So we definitely want to jump into that. I also want to ask you, and this is a question I think that debated at length uh, as these buildings were going up and and also uh, the Dayton and other buildings on Chestnut. Uh, as those buildings were coming in, there was a lot of concern about the impact it would have on the school system. And that was also something that I found, I thought was very interesting. I really did not know or have any inclination of, of which direction that was going to go. But now that we've got the hard data, we know who's living there. Do you mind telling us a little about the residents, how many kids are are in the school system, living in the buildings, and just how the the chips have fallen in that regard? Absolutely. And I remember, you know, being from town, the long, long long-winded debates about these buildings and that being one of the main concerns was what's going to happen to the schools. Can we afford an influx of dozens and dozens of kids into the schools? And all of the communities in the downtown area are zoned for the West Side schools. So GW, Ridge, Orchard. So those were the schools that really people were most concerned about, understandably so, right? Because there's all, there's a finite amount of space in the schools. What we found and what honestly surprised me a little bit 
it was we don't have even close to the number of kids going into the school system that that we anticipated. And it, it varies. We have a lot of residents who rent here while looking for a home in town um, who will register their kids in the school and then buy only in that district. So for example, we had one family that was sent to Orchard because they what they did with um, the Benjamin was they kind of split between Ridge and Orchard to make sure that one school didn't get overwhelmed. So one of our Orchard families only wanted to buy an Orchard and spent a couple of months you know, searching for the right home within that district. They moved here from Florida. So they were they came from out of state, knew that they wanted to be in Ridgewood long term, kind of kept us as, as a temporary place to be, fell in love with Orchard, knew that's where they wanted to be and wound up moving there. Um, they had two children in the school system. So now they are permanent Ridgewood residents using that school. Um, at the moment, I have, I want to say it's six kids in the school system, in the, in the Ridgewood Public School System, one in high school, three in middle school, and then um, two in elementary school. I believe they're both in Ridge. I also have a number of students, and this is, shouldn't have surprised me as much as it did, but a lot of students that are either in private school or in um, another district where they're either renovating their homes or building a new home in a different district, and they're only here temporarily. So I'll give you a, a for example, um, I'm actually actually a resident at, in one of the buildings and my son is 11 years old and is in private school. So as much as I love the Ridgewood school system, I've moved around a lot and put him in private school back in kindergarten and that's where he stayed. So yes, he's a school-aged child in the building, but he's not utilizing the resources in town. Yeah. And that's interesting. You mentioned the, you know, people doing renovations, using this as a place to hold over while they're, while they're getting the renovations done. So like you said, there might be a certain amount of children in the building, but they may be from Hohokus or Glen Rock or somewhere else. Right. In using Ridgewood as as a layover uh, spot, I, I found that to be really interesting. I expected the number to be higher. I honestly thought we'd be at least double what we are. Um, so it's it's interesting to see that we're not, and that those fears kind of were entirely unfounded. To I think a level of relief for everybody because Ridgewood schools are a big draw, and I understand where the fears came from. But like I said, they're mostly unfounded. Yeah, and I mean, I remember growing up. So I I went to Ridge uh, as elementary school. And so a lot of the apartments actually hit Ridge. So I had a number of friends who lived in, I mean, obviously the Noma and the Benjamin and these other buildings weren't there yet, but we had a, a bunch of apartments in Ridgewood. And uh, I did have a, a couple friends who, who were from those apartments, you know, but it was, you know, every year was, it was a couple, it was, it was never an insane amount. So I guess it shouldn't really be that surprising, but sometimes it is surprising. You just, the fears were certainly there. Um, and we'll see how it evolves. I think, you know, us being able to speak to you and just hear how that's evolving is is helpful just to get the facts on the table versus let our, you know, fears and suspicions and Facebook posts kind of take over, uh, take over the discussion. Carly, I'd like to know about some of the other residents that are in your building and some of the other demographics. Like, for example, what do your residents love about Ridgewood? Well, it's, it's interesting. Um, so I, I like to say the buildings are kind of split into thirds. So about a third of our residents are Ridgewood residents who have been here for X amount of years. Um, what's nice about the time that we opened, we kind of hit in the perfect spot in the pandemic where the housing market was off the charts. People were finally considering like, let me sell this big house that I don't need anymore, but I still want to stay in town. So we have a lot of residents who took advantage of that market, who sold at the height and decided they don't want to leave Ridgewood, they want to be in town, they don't need the big house anymore, they're empty nesters, and decided they want to be here long term. That's the majority of what I feel is going to be my long term base, people who who want to be in Ridgewood forever, which is lovely. And they love this town, they've loved this town for 
20, 30, 40 years, really fought hard to have somewhere to go when they sold their homes and are just very appreciative to have this option. So that's about a third of my my resident population. Uh, another third are people who came out of the city and Jersey City, Hoboken, in the crux of the pandemic where they didn't want to be in those urban areas. And what I'm seeing with that group is that's my group where people are here for a year or so and then buying a home in town. So Ridgewood is their forever place. They don't necessarily want to rent forever. So we're kind of that stepping stone for them to figure out where in town they want to be, which schools they like, if that's a concern. Um, do they want to be close to downtown? Do they want to be a little bit further out? So that's another third. And then a third of people came from out of state, which I thought was um, surprising to me. I didn't think that we would have quite that many people coming from out of the area. And with those people, I always ask, like, first of all, why New Jersey? All right, you're coming from out of state. Why do you pick Jersey? Because I wake up every morning. I'm like, why am I in Jersey? <laughs> like, <laughs> I need a beach somewhere. But um, but if I'm going to be in Jersey, Ridgewood's a, a great place to be. And then I asked why Ridgewood. And you don't realize what a reputation Ridgewood has outside of the area, right? Like we all love it because we know it and we've been here forever. But going to, I mean, I have somebody from Michigan who's like, oh, I heard about how wonderful Ridgewood is. And that's where I wanted to be. How did you hear about Ridgewood in Michigan? I have a friend of a friend who knew somebody who lived there and our reputation kind of precedes us a little bit, which is is lovely. I don't have many people who are like, oh, I was just Googling apartments in North Jersey and wound up with you. They're all specifically looking for this area, which is really, really nice. Those out-of-staters, a lot of them are going to be working for the New Valley Hospital and Paramus and wanted to be in the Bergen County area. So that's, that's a big draw for them. Some of them have family in the area and that's what drew them in. So it's kind of a mixed bag for the out-of-staters and why they're here, but all of them specifically wanted to be I think that you asked them some of the things that they would like to see included in our downtown. What are some of the answers that you got from your survey? Or I should say, what are some of the questions you asked and what were some of the surprising answers? Absolutely. So the point of the survey was really to get an idea of how our communities are impacting the central business district. And as like I said, I'm a resident of one of the buildings. I knew what my answers were, and I kind of anticipated that I would see similar answers. I was a little bit surprised at how many people felt the same way that I did. So some of the questions that we asked were, were you a Ridgewood resident immediately before moving to the community? 20% of our current resident or resident base at the time we did the survey moved directly from Ridgewood to one of the buildings. Some had been Ridgewood residents prior to that, but had lived somewhere else in the interim. But 20% were direct Ridgewood to, to the buildings. Those who were not Ridgewood residents came from, let's see, 32% were out of state, 21% were somewhere else in New Jersey, and 46% were Bergen County. So most of our draw was from the, the Bergen County area. I have a lot of people, Allendale, Glen Rock, Wyckoff, the immediate surrounding towns, and then the remaining was either elsewhere in New Jersey or out of state. This one was very interesting to me. Prior to moving to our community, how often did you visit businesses in the Ridgewood CBD? The answer to that for daily was only 8.6% of our residents were there daily. After moving to our communities, that jumped up to 72%. So huge jump in people who live in our communities are doing business in the CBD on a daily basis, whether it be coffee shops, restaurants, you know, going to the dry cleaner or the bank, those are all businesses that are benefiting from our communities. None of our residents answered less than monthly on that question. So everybody is seeing the businesses at least once a month. And then as far as what type of businesses people want to see, this was kind of all over the place. Um, so we had uh, outdoor dining, more outdoor dining options, art galleries, more restaurants, performing arts theater, 
wine bar was a very common answer. So more places with liquor licenses was a very common answer. More retail. So Williams-Sonoma, Pottery Barn, Cane Retail Clothing, and then see... You got to highlight the record store. I was just scrolling here. I'm like a record store, which is funny because Record <laughs> Depot used to be right across the street from where the Benjamin record is. Record Depot. Yeah. I, I was there at least once a week. I love Record Depot. <laughs> and then we had, you know, like an Apple store or somewhere to service Apple products. And then I think the most telling answer here is anything other than empty buildings, which is, you know, kind of what we're seeing right now is a slew of vacant storefronts in town. Um, and our, our residents are noticing that. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, that record store, you, you guys really love that record store in town. And I think that you're showing your age there, kids. Listen, um, I used to buy cassette tapes in that record store. <laughs> well, at least show, you're saying cassette show. and not A-track. Yeah, not A-track. <laughs> well, if, if, if you guys remember, there was a point in time where the record industry or the music industry started having to say, must be 18 to buy this or need parental consent. Oh. And I do remember walking from GW in middle school and buying a CD. I don't remember which one it is, but I'm I'm sure, you know, I remember the nervousness I had over presenting this CD <laughs> right when they made the change. And it was, it was like a big deal. It's like, what are you going to do? And it's like, I don't know. We're going to see. It. <laughs> and they didn't do it. it was, the guy's name was Chris. You went there more than me, Carly. I that, definitely went there more than me. So he also that worked at mailboxes, et cetera, over by Kings. And my mom would drive him to work every once in a while. She'd see him walking into town and she'd pick him up and give him a ride. And and he always was grateful for that. So he would let us buy whatever we wanted without telling her. So my <laughs> older sister and I would go in and we would pick up all the explicit content, parental warning tapes. That's and so and he'd be funny. like, tell your mom. <laughs> that is hilarious. I just want to say thank you, Carly, for being here with us today. You've really helped us understand the impact that these buildings have made in our community. Personally, I, I'm grateful. I'm so happy that 70% of your population is using our central business district on a daily basis. That's humongous. So we're really grateful to the people in your building. We're grateful to you. I, I have one last question for you. What's the best part of your job? That's an easy one. The people, for sure. I have easily the best resident base that I've had in, in 15 years. There's not a single person in either of the communities that I don't like, which is very, very hard to find in property management. You usually have at least that one person that you kind of roll your eyes when they, they come to your office. Everybody is lovely. It really, it's such a nice community. And I think a big part of that is a lot of our residents have known each other for years. So, you know, when we first opened at the Benjamin, we'd have people walking down the hall and be like, oh my goodness, you live here too? Like it was almost like a college dorm room kind of a feel where everybody was just kind of excited to meet their neighbors and hang out. And, you know, we have our club room where you go and, you know, and on any given night, you'd have a couple of people sharing a bottle of wine and just chit-chatting and getting to know each other. And it's really a community within a community, which is beautiful. And one of my favorite things is if I'm out and about in town and I, I pass by one of the restaurants or something, and I see neighbors that I knew didn't know each other before moving in, you know, and they're out grabbing a drink together or, or hanging out. Like that's, that's kind of where I get my like warm and fuzzies from, because it's nice to have those friendships growing within the community. That connection is so special. Um, I feel that way too. I, I have a couple of friends that live in both of the buildings and oh gosh, they're just so beautiful. Those common areas are glorious. I feel like I just squish right into those comfy couches and that upstairs deck at the Noma is really, wow, that is dialed. I loved it up there. Listen, thank you so much. 
for being here with us today. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll have you back at some point. Appreciate you coming on. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Have a great day.